When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain again. And he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello, welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. It's Charles Commons here and uh, we've got a very special episode for you, gearing up for the start of the 23-24 season. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined by the Northampton Town men's first team manager, John Brady. How are you doing, John? You okay? Good afternoon. Very good, uh, Charles. Um, you? Yeah, good. Yeah, buzzing actually. Back to competitive football. It's uh, it's been a long summer. I don't know whether that's felt the same for you. I mean, there's been, I think that that buzz at the beginning of, or yeah, beginning of May um, when obviously promotion was sealed. A little bit of a dip, I guess, when there's just no football and obviously we've been very patient as a, I think the word is that we must use in regards to getting news um, from yourself and the club uh, regarding signings and things like that. And now we're back on that upward, getting ready for the season to begin against Stevenage on Saturday. So exciting and it's good to have you here. Um, but the last time we had you on the pod, I know we've spoken previously, you know, in between then, but um We'd just been promoted. There was an undeniable glow about you back then. Um, how, how are you feeling now? Are you still basking in that achievement? Or, or do you see that as now, right, that's in the past. We put that down and, and we pick up where we are in the present and move forward. Well, it's certainly part of our uh, journey and our history. Um, and it's, a, it's something hugely to be proud about. But, you know, football uh, has no time to uh, look at the past and sort of uh, enjoy it too much, mate. You've got to look forward to, you know, the recruitment that we've tried to do over the summer. And like you said, we've been very patient with that. And you you really have to look ahead. And uh, obviously, again, like I say, it's uh, it's something that uh, maybe in, uh, I don't know, five, ten years' time, we might look back and be able to, uh, you know, 
go, what a great time that was. But uh, now it's all about uh, making sure we're hugely competitive in, in League One. You mentioned about looking back at it maybe in the future. Um, yesterday, you were part of the Russian and Diamonds Legends team at the um, game. It was at Hayden Road, I think they were playing it. Um, how are the legs, first of all? I played the full 90 and I am in bits, I've got to say. <laughs> I'm in bits. Every part of me. The way I got out of bed this morning, my my wife even commented. She said, uh, are you okay? Are you Are you really okay? So, yeah, struggling a bit today, I've got to be honest. It's got to be good, though. You've gone straight on the training pitch at some point today. You've obviously loosened the legs back up again. So uh, maybe in, I don't know, whatever it is, 10, 15, 20 years' time, we'll do the same kind of event back at Sixfields. Maybe maybe we'll just let you be in the dugout by that stage, though, John. Is that all right? I'd, yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Um, well, look, let's look ahead um, to this season because, obviously... League One, that's been the aim for the last couple of seasons. We're, we're now there. I don't know whether you've been doing this, but I, I've been maybe being foolish and listening to an awful lot and reading an awful lot of uh, so-called experts give their opinions on the season to come. Many of those very early predictions that everybody seems to be wanting to put out, they have us in and around the bottom four. I will say, I did listen to the Not The Top 20 podcast this morning and they've gone for 16th, so I I like those guys a lot. I just wondered, do you pay any attention to anything like that from the outside and what people like me say? uh, uh, You know, we all know that I'm not the greatest Mystic Meg in the world when it comes to football, but do you pay any attention? And, And then do you use them as motivation at all for either trying to prove people wrong or using them as a as a sort of maybe a standard to hit? I feel that uh, you see it, you hear it, but obviously a lot of people uh, see signings but from other clubs, etc., and try and piece together what they feel. And it's people's opinions. You can't – you've got to accept people's opinions. The game is all about opinions and that's what makes the game great and uh, everyone's got a different opinion. Everyone sees it through a different lens. Uh, but obviously, we know what we can do ourselves, what we have in-house. Uh, if we can keep everyone fit, um, we feel that we'll be very competitive. And that's that's all we're trying to be this season, as competitive as we, we can. And uh, I don't want to put limitations on what we feel we can achieve this season. Obviously, all along, you know, when I took over two and a half years ago, I wanted to retain our League One status. Now, obviously, it was a, a hell of a task at the time when I first took over and we just narrowly missed out. And all along, that's all I wanted to ever do is retain our League One status. Now, we're back in the League One. You know, uh, I've said before in the past, I don't think we should fear anyone, but we'll respect everybody. And we'll be coming out every single game and it's always a way we try and play is to go and win the game. And the next game we face is to win it. Uh, not to get a draw, not to hang on, but, you know, the, the cases that we probably do, the cases we get beaten, but we go out to win every game. And that's as simple as we're going to take the, the task this season. We'll have our own in-house, um, how we set out to do things and within the group, but within the group where we feel, where we feel we could achieve but without limitation if that makes sense so where 
we're trying to push through barriers all the time. Um, so yeah, so look, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and I see that a lot of people, like you say, have us in that bottom four, which is great because I love proving people wrong. Fab, yeah. Um, obviously, last year we had that bit of motivation, didn't we, about what had happened the season before, and obviously that was, although there was, I, I think you went to great lengths at times, especially this sort of time last year to sort of try and say, look, we know it happened, but it's, and of course you can't forget it and turn off your emotion from it. But you were maybe a bit like, we're not going to use that. But the longer we went through the season, I think at the end, it was quite clear that that was something that you used, maybe not necessarily with the whole dressing room, but with you and the rest of the staff with Colin and, and, and Rico. I mean, can, can you still use that as motivation? Or because we've got to it now, that now maybe is officially put to bed and, and therefore we are now moving on completely clean slate and and we, yeah, we come up with some new kind of thing to motivate us. Well, motivation in itself is to be the best we can be every single day and, um, you know... Um, find the best within ourselves within each day and and that that is continually my motivation uh obviously the group uh you know we're sitting down discussing this week um you know our goals as a whole group uh and uh we've left it to now because i knew that we'd probably get one or two in quite late and we have with tyrese and mark and we wanted them to be a massive part of that conversation in terms of, you know, your question about where we'll finish, it's just making sure that we're super competitive. We're ticking off certain things within games that we'll we'll need to do. I think that'll be a different approach where we we feel we've we've got to hit sort of um, some parameters in games, etc. It might be distance, it might be high speed distance, it might be certain entries into the opposition third. Just keeping it really simple, though, not overcomplicating that. But you know, these are. These are some statistics that that do you get get your wins at this level or get your results as well. So, you know, these things will be hugely important for us, and uh, we've we've worked well, and we've all always been as a group pretty much uh, alignment's a big thing for us. From you know Adam in the kit room all the way through to you know the the staff, the players, uh, myself, you know. So yeah, and and right up to. To Kelvin, our chairman, really alignment all the way through the through the uh, the staff, mate. You talk about those bits and pieces that that you're maybe targeting in terms of uh, well, you said it yourself, like the final third entries, etc. I was watching the the highlights of the game against MK from Saturday, and um, that seemed to be built maybe in my head more than anything, but um, it, it was almost billed as being the game that was going to be most closely aligned to the types of teams that we'll face in League One. But I thought we played some really good stuff. Granted, I'm watching the highlights, not the full 90 minutes. But passing the ball around quickly, looking to play on the front foot, and much like last year. But is that the kind of thing that we should expect? There's no, there's not going to be a, a revolution of playing style. There's obviously not been a revolution in terms of personnel in the squad so are we looking again at evolution of our playing style and the way that you want to play is it just there to you know we're going into a a higher league which has got higher standard players there's that little bit of folklore if you like that you maybe get a bit more time and space on the ball in league one do you you think that's true 
Is that something that we can maybe exploit? Charles, I know it's a pre-season friendly, but you played a win. When was the last time we beat MK Dons and passed them off the park? When was the last time a foot Northampton Town team's ever done that? We've always got battered, in my opinion, watching it, and in, in, at times pretty embarrassed, uh, to be honest. And having a look at that um, on Saturday, the way we set out, I was, uh, you know, and and we've probably only had with the group, and we were missing Mark. We've only had three days to work with everybody. Three days. Because obviously pre-season's been um, Leicester. We had five of our five, six of our own players playing, and the rest were trialists. And you know it's been hugely frustrating. But I've had to be patient. We've had to really sit in our hands with it and and ease the injuries back in, and and get them right up to speed. Limit their minutes. And obviously, um, for us, you talk about playing style. Let's win games of football first and foremost, right? Let's win games of football. And like we've done in the past, yes, uh, when we can implement what, well, firstly, we want to implement what we can do, but we'll nullify, we'll work on nullifying any strengths the opposition has and exploiting their weaknesses and then playing the best way we can to win the game thereafter. So if that's us passing the ball or playing a certain way, uh, we're very good and adaptable to find a way to win. And you've noticed that over the last two and a half years. So that's just how we do it. And, uh, you know, it's as simple as that, really. I I want to talk about the actual transfer window itself. You, Kelvin, the chairman, other people when asked have talked about it being a... A difficult transfer window, thanks in part to the money that's being spent in the divisions below. Um, I know it's not over. The window is still open until September 1st or 2nd, I think. Um, But how how do you rate the business that we've managed to do this season so far? We've obviously got in, you know, Kieran Bowie's back in, Leonard's back in, two players that, that, you know, were really big part of the group last year um fantastic quality the both of them and then on top of that we've obviously added the likes of Bruff, Monthe and um and Tyrese as well obviously and, and I've I've been guilty of this in the past where you know you like you said I think earlier on people tend to judge how well people are going to do clubs are going to do based on how many signings they make but that's not necessarily <laughs> the right way of going about it for every single club. And as I said, I I think I used the the phrase evolution rather than revolution, which seems to be the way that we're going and I think fits in with the philosophy that we've been implementing recently. But how how do you rate that business? Are you you, you, you impressed? Are you happy with what we've got and managed to do? Bear in mind that also included keeping a number of the players that were out of contract. We've only lost Tom King, which is out of the players that you wanted to keep. Look, I feel content. Uh, I wanted eight overall, but we've got five. Um, really and truly, uh, I'd be surprised if we were able to get anyone else in um, now, um, just because of affordability right now. As simple as that. Um, overall, um, continuity has been big to have Kieran and Mark back. Uh, Tyrese, uh, always... Um, you know, I've tried to get him uh, previously, and I think it'll add a different dimension to us up front. 
Manny has done well in League Two over the last, well, especially two years at um, at Walsall and then previous at, at, at Tranmere. Um, he's big, strong, and powerful. And you know, I'm not looking to change his game too much, but uh, if he can um, fit in with us, which I'm sure he will, and he showed signs of that on Saturday, I think he'll be an asset. Uh, Bruffy, uh, he's. I've really admired him at Burrow over over the last four years, really. And obviously, I wanted guys that can adapt and flex where Bruffy can play, you know, left centre-back, he can play left wing-back, he can play left-back. So I've got that, um, you know, adaptability and flex with him as well. So, look, um, overall, yes, I would like three more, to be honest, but it is what it is. We've worked hard to get the players, really hard to get the players we've got. Um, we're going to make sure we're sustainable in our approach, and the chairman's talked about that. And uh, you know, it's we're going to rely uh, within the squad on on some young ones uh, that aren't quite proven at League One, but they have to prove themselves, you know. And you know, so it's, we'll we'll have again not the biggest squad, but. It is what it is, and uh, we'll make sure we, um, I keep talking about it, hugely competitive uh, from our side of things, you know, and we're going to make sure that, uh, well, we believe in ourselves as coaches to find that extra uh, within the group and the players and improve them, and and I think that's where we get value for money, uh, and we're patient in our approach, and that's where I feel we, we get value for money. We don't... So a lot of people just jump in and fill holes. We get the right players, I feel, for us. And uh, I'm never going to be pushed into getting this person, that person. I want the people that fit our model and what we do and uh, are going are to benefit us. And uh, I talked, uh, in the end, I wanted difference makers and I feel I got that hugely in Mark and Tyrese. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, before I started doing the pod, I don't think I appreciated how much you know, your phone might be ringing with, say, agents offering you players. I think I always sort of before having this little bit of insight, just thought we know that we need a player to fill X position. So therefore, make a list, find it, and then you go out and, and find the names. But there are times when, you know, it's the other way around and it's the, the player looking for a club. And maybe other teams, maybe other clubs at other times have been like, oh, okay, right, yeah, we could do with something there and, and this person has rung us. So, yeah, go on then, we'll we'll just do it. Whereas, <laughs> is that fair? I don't that think, be, nah, no. That, that, well, in my opinion, that, that, that doesn't happen with us. Uh, look, you know, when I first came in, we didn't have, uh, I looked at what we had in the background and we didn't have anything. So, uh, you know, we put together the player profiles, the DNA, how we wanted to play. And with those, uh, with those player profiles, we put together, say, for example, for a right back, we put together six things that we really wanted from that right back. And then two, we can't, at Northampton, we can't always get those six things. We're not going to do that. But there were two non-negotiables I was not going to relent on uh, within. So each uh you know, profiling of a player in that specific position, I, you know, 
like I said, not relent on the non-negotiables and they have to be ticked off. They have to have those certain parameters. And then we run the stats and we watch them over and over. Well, I'll watch them over and over and make sure that then we feel we, if, if you know, there's certain things that we feel that I haven't done or et cetera, can we coach them? Are they coachable? Then we find out about them. You know, so Charles, there is so much done. Um, before we get someone in and we have to get it right. We, we have to get it right. We can't, um, we need value for money. Uh, and that's, that's what we need to do. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Bowie and Leonard re-signing um, on loan for another year, it's obviously another nod to your and the rest of the staff's abilities to nurture talent and improve players. Um I'm wondering if that's something that you maybe find difficult, getting a balance between technical improvement with players and then winning games. Yeah, look, the game's the best teacher. Absolutely. And then off the back of those games, that's where you'll you'll find those marginal gains with the player. And, and it might be a centre forward that keeps coming under the ball, keeps getting pinned all the time, not controlling his space. And, you know... Um, you know, centre forwards tend to want to come to the ball all the time uh, unless they're coached properly. And and you know, just giving you a little insight into things where where you get them to become in control um, and and control their space in and around them. And how do they do that? There's certain ways to do that um, and control that that centre back or or the full back, etc. And you know, it's it's controlling and holding your spaces, etc. But there's there's a lot more detail to it, but try and keep it simplified. Then you'll you'll show Kieran maybe through a few clips and, and Louis, etc. And then over and over you'll 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 show them stuff that they're you know, in their receiving, etc. that, you know, they've got to be better in their ball retention. We know that and we work on things like that for them. Uh, rivals in the box, more touches in the box. You know, a lot of uh, key indicators that we try and work to that, uh, you know, help help for improvement. So that's just giving you like an insight into, into what we try and do to, to improve them. Look, there's guys over the country that, that you know, do it. But, I feel, in my opinion, I feel we've got the edge in what we do because, and I believe in what we do because we want players to be effective. And and being effective is shots, crosses, um, 
you know, winning the ball, holding the ball up, um, passing the ball quickly. And I just feel we're, we're quite effective and efficient in, in what we do. And, uh, and that's important as well. Yeah, I, I think the fact that maybe, maybe it's this day and age, the social media age that, that we're in. Um, over the summer, we saw um, Sam Hoskins, Mitch Pinnock, both working together with a, a an external coach from from what I can gather, keeping themselves fit, but also with the ball, keeping themselves technically in it, I, I guess. Things, things like that. I mean, obviously, it's great to see. I mean, maybe back when you were playing, it was different and that you would actually go and have a break and then come back and pre-season was the time where you actually came in and you hit it to get back to match fitness. These days, players come back ready to go. I know you mentioned before about how there are still going to be, you know, we've been doing it all pre-season, managing players' fitness to get them up to speed and, and to get them ready to go. Once we're fully fit, and I appreciate there's people like Tyler McGlaw who are going to be out for quite a while, once we're fully fit, if you look back and had this squad for fully fit last season, do you think that we might have actually achieved more or achieved the same thing but maybe a bit quicker rather than the final day? And therefore, what I'm trying to do is sort of eke a bit of positivity going into this new season. Because we've got that bulk of last year's squad still together, mentality is going to all be set in the same place. You don't just change your thinking overnight. People want to win games of football and they believe in their own abilities. And then we've also added to that squad with the likes of Tyree Simpson coming in to give us a completely, well, a different option up front, let's say. Yeah. I I think looking back, it'd be so hypothetical. Uh, Like I said, I I don't really want to uh, look back and and compare anymore. I want to look forward and and really face the challenges ahead in in what we're doing. And I feel that uh, we've we've strengthened uh, the team with the five we've we've got back in because uh, you know oh, well two we've got back in and three we've uh, we've signed and and you know that haven't been with us. The the two that we've retained, I feel will only improve again. So that strengthens us. Uh, Torres, like I've talked, is something we've not had before up there. And and then we've got, um, it showed our frailties last year, what we had on the back line and then the injuries we've got. We've reinforced that and uh, now on the back line. So that's really important. Unfortunately, uh, Tyler, like we've talked, uh, Tyler McGlaw will be out until uh, February. Danny will probably be November, December. Um, you know, Haynes is out. So there's uh, three players that, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's disappointing and you, you just got to accept it. But it's disappointing because I, I certainly feel in Tyler, he can, uh, you know, he, he certainly does make the difference for us at the back. What does that mean for the likes of Josh Tomlinson, Peter Ambimbola for, for this coming season? Max Dyche has obviously broken through now, I would say. I mean, OK, he's got a lot of competition, but that will be uh, good, I imagine you'll say, for his development, having those players around him that he needs to force his way past uh, when everybody's fully fit for him to make the squad and make the first team. But But what about those other lads that I mentioned before? Are there specific plans for them or... Will they be going out on loan potentially or are they actually going to be 
part of this squad, not just to make the numbers up, but actually being involved in first-team games when needed? Well, certainly with Josh, he's uh, he's still young enough to play in the youth team. So I think uh, he's... Uh, He's taken an injury through um, through preseason. Uh, he'll be a little while yet. I think then he'll uh, his pathway will be to get back in the youth team and start to get some games there. And you know, last year I think it was step four. He went out and played for Harbour Town and and did quite well. So um, look, uh, and then uh, I think it was Barwell in the end. So um, look, he, he'll certainly you know for. For his age, seventeen years of age, to play step three is 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 fantastic, really. Uh, so he'll continue along that development of uh, when he's ready, he'll go back out on loan. Um, Peter struggled in terms of his ability to receive the ball in midfield and make better decisions, and uh, he needs to be a lot better. He, he knows what he needs to do. Uh, we put him on the wing the other uh, day, and that was real. Pleasant surprise by everyone. He played an excellent 15, 20 minutes in the game. Um, can he do that on a consistent basis? He's got the athleticism. It's now how he connects that to his decision-making, etc. So, um, you know, it'll be decisions over the next few weeks. We've, we've got decisions, but it, it all hinges, Charles, as well on... If he did take some injuries, they would stay about. If if you're really fully fit and you felt good, um, maybe they'd go out. But, you know, the first August, September, mate, is brutal at our level. It's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. You might breathe once within uh, the midweek and it's relentless. And uh, I'm not going to take any chances after uh, after what we went through last year I'll need I'll need everybody about to uh, to help us through that and if, if they're not playing we'll have to um, have some in-house uh, games or, or games against some other 23 squads to keep the the guys ticking over and that would be the ideal scenario that I can put my best 11 out uh, week in week out but it's not especially at Northampton it's not been that case here so look we're uh, we're prepared for, well he never prepared for what we come up against last year, but uh, we feel we're, we're touch wood, we're feeling a bit stronger in, in terms of that all round. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll be, we've got a, a game plan for everybody, uh, but we're adaptable and agile as the weeks progress, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you make of this League One? in terms of the makeup of it with the teams that are involved. Last season was an incredible division, I think, in fairness, when you look at, especially when you look at the final league table, three teams all over 90 points. Probably nice that they're not in the division this year. Um, maybe a few people suggesting that this is one of those seasons that if you were one of the clubs at the top end of it, so, um, you know, let's go with, you know, Derby, Portsmouth. This is the year that, it should be a little bit easier to maybe get out of. Do, do you hold that sentiment at all? Do you see how people are saying it? League Two looks a lot stronger this year. Maybe that would be, it's a good thing that we're out of it now. Um, but therefore, how do you then see League One being? Obviously, it's going to be tough, but better than last year, do you think? I, I feel that there are things like uh, you guys or commentators will talk about because they're things for me that I don't even put any thought to because they're out of my control um 
I really try and put the focus on us and what what we can do. And if I, I focus most of my energy into that, then it'll give us the best version of us. And, and it may sound cliche and corny, etc. But look, let's get it right. Um, Sheffield Wednesday and teams like that, you know, they were sort of super teams in this league, in my opinion. And and uh, look, there's still some really top quality sides in this this level. And and then you've got your, your likes of Morecambe and Accrington, the real lower budget type of teams, they go out. So you could say that there's, uh, you know, a lot probably from, I would say, uh, the third lowest budget to the, uh, I don't know, maybe the 10th uh, highest budget. It's, there's probably, I don't know, three to four million in between. And yeah, that sounds a lot, but it's a lot more even than probably was last season at that level. So the disparity is probably less. That's the way I probably could could put it to you, mate, if that if that makes sense again as well. Mm-hmm. A couple of last questions just to finish off before uh, you know I wish you well and, and we go into that Stevenage game. How does this role compare to your days in, in youth football? There's obviously maybe a bit more emphasis on winning, but I think you still bring in what you do in, in terms of bringing players on into the work that you do now. The fact that you're at a higher level in terms of age grouping, let's say, I don't think has changed you that much. Would you agree? No, not really, because uh, every day I try and work with purpose. And, uh, you know, been with a lot of coaches and, you know, give them a bit of fun today. Well, um, no, we we work with our principles every single day. And uh, we don't waste a second in what we do. Uh, yes, training's got to be enjoyable. and got to, I want the boys to come away and go, I love that. But... Yeah, you're you're extending them, you're learning, you're you're pushing the boundaries, you're stretching their mindsets, you know, and uh, that's really important to me. And and I've done that in a youth team. I do that in the first team, and you know, I've been driven to do that all along. And I, I feel that's why we well we did well in the youth team, didn't we? And, and we we my my main thing there, first thing, was to make get players first team ready. And, and through my experiences, wasn't the wasn't the best player, but you know I put all my energy into coaching, and I felt I could, you know, I could link where those players were short, especially youth team players, where they were short at. How could I get them closer to the first team, first team ready, or or how can I get that boy who's probably not good enough for our first team into step four, step three, step two? How can I push and stretch them? And then obviously now it's it's trying to get those marginal gains with the guys uh, through their abilities. Uh, through things they need to do also through you know uh, what we do uh, tactically as well on the pitch and those types of marginal gains you know so that's really important so overall look never stop trying to improve every single day and that that's that's my drive uh, with with all the players I have and the, and first and foremost mate uh, overall we want to know what they can do secondly try to improve them as individuals, connect them as a team and, and be the best they can. So, you know, those two, three things every single day in the back of my mind that keep pushing and driving. Fabulous. Um, 
Stevenage on Saturday then. We'll let Radio Northampton do the actual proper preview, talking about the opposition, etc. First game back at Sixfields, home game. You can speak to the fans now. They're the ones listening to this. What do you want from us on Saturday? I want us to be organised, relentless in our approach, tactically switched on, making sure that we close off the opposition, uh, their threats, you know, making sure that we uh, are threatening their goal as much as possible throughout the day and enjoying it. I want our fans to really enjoy it. Uh, I want us to get that connection in that first moment when they walk out. I want to feel that roar off everyone. And I want us to come off the pitch now. We've given absolutely everything and those fans are giving everything as well. Brilliant. John, thanks so much for your time. It's uh, always a pleasure. Go well on Saturday. I'm sure we will. We're all going to be behind you. It's going to be a really good, entertaining and interesting season ahead, I feel. Really looking forward to it and I hope you and the boys are too. Brilliant. Thanks, mate. There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.